0: This is Your Business Unleashed, a podcast about building a business that makes money without you. I want to help you grow your company effectively so you can enjoy your work and your life more. I'm your host, Clayton Akin. I'm an accountant and business advisor, an entrepreneur, and a family man. Every episode, I'll provide simple, actionable insights for entrepreneurs who want to get off the treadmill. We'll talk to other business owners about their journeys and industry experts about the tools that they use to gain a competitive edge. Let's unleash your business. I'm super honored today to have, uh, I guess, a bit of an icon in Calgary, if I can call you that, Shane. Uh, Shane Wenzel from Shane Homes uh, on today, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. Thank you so much for for coming on and agreeing to do this, Shane.
1: Well, Clayton, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So I, I, we usually start out by just understanding your story and how you came to own Uh, Shane Holmes I understand it's a family business 43 years why don't you why don't you sort of take me back to or take the listeners back to the beginning
1: well believe it or not we're entering our 45th year now
0: 45th yeah
1: (laughs) that's hard to believe Uh, you know when the marketing team laid that on me last year and they said this is something we're celebrating well like I said of course it is yeah but uh, you know almost 45 years ago my uh, my father and his business partner started Shane Holmes and uh, and, uh, you know, they went through their growth spurts like any other business, but uh, they managed to carve out a niche in the marketplace. And that niche was, you know, fairly uh, doing fairly good production homes, but with uh, with a customization twist to it. And what we uh, what we feel we have from the single family division today is uh, is uh, is certainly that it's uh, it's a production home builder with uh, with customization. And uh, we feel we per- we've actually perfected that process throughout the, uh, the last 45 years.
0: That's super interesting. Um, and I, and I want to get back to this because, you know, just looking at your website, you look as if you're a custom home builder, by and large, you've got stats on the front page of your website that kind of indicate that, you know, somewhere around 70% of your floor plans are unique. I want to come back to this. How okay. did you get involved in the business?
1: <laughs> well, I think a lot of people feel it was preordained having the company named after me. And, uh, and the reason was, is that uh, my father was a majority shareholder in the company and his business partner, Barry Ballsley, had always intended on, uh, on exiting the business if he was financially capable. Right. After, at the uh, 20-year mark, Barry decided, that's it, I've had enough, I, uh, I want to slip into retirement, and, uh, and he's honestly, he's never looked back. But uh, at that time, or prior to that rather, the company was growing leaps and bounds, and uh, and my father recognized that uh, you know it wasn't just a two man operation anymore with some staff surrounding them. He had to expand, and uh, his wish was always that uh, that it would be more of a family based business. So that introduced a lot of us to uh, to home building, myself included. So I. So start- how
0: old are you at this point? It's approximately.
1: Uh, well, I, uh, I was 14 when I first started working on the job sites during my summer. Nice. Uh, okay. His attitude was, you're not going to sit on your ass. Yeah, You're going to start working and, uh, and we need the help out there. Yeah. So I was on the job sites from the time I was 14. And, uh, and when I, uh, when I turned uh, 18, I, uh, I was welcomed into the office and I, uh, I came in with the title of marketing assistant learning under my father and things just kind of progressed from there
0: right, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so your father has he exited the business?
1: No, no at uh, at his age, uh, Cal is eighty years old now and he is yeah he has stepped back a fair bit and he uh, he started stepping back about twelve years ago. okay, but uh, he's still uh, still involved in, uh, in a lot of things, you know, primarily with the uh, the foundation and uh, and I would say a little bit more of advisory as interesting as it would say, as, as it would go
0: rather. I, I noticed that, you know, just, just looking at, you know, the stuff that you're doing online and, and just what I know about Shane Holmes, cause it's a bit of a staple in Calgary, obviously. And, uh, and, and surrounding area, you're big on foundation. You're, you're big on community. You're big on, um, sort of giving back and, and run me through that a little bit. When, when in the journey was the foundation started? Uh, the Calwenzel
1: family Foundation was started I believe now 15, 16 years ago okay and uh, it, it was just another way for my parents to give back that uh, that was outside of the company and uh, you know they wanted the uh, the correct way to do it so not only do we give back through uh, the Shane Holmes group of companies but we give back uh, through the Cal Wenzel family Foundation and uh, you know my obviously my mother and father are very heavily involved with that in fact, my mother Edith is the uh, the president, so you have to get past that gate before uh, before she's going to donate anything. But you you may see some of the endeavors that they've uh, that they've contributed to over the years, and uh, you know the most recent one would be the Precision Health Clinic up at the uh, Foothills Hospital.
0: Yeah. Okay. So mostly, is it mostly health initiatives then? Uh,
1: there's a lot of health based initiatives there, but uh, you know, health, wellness, and education is the primary focus of the foundation.
0: Right. And so is the foundation, I guess, what's what's the vision of Shane Holmes, the, the Shane Holmes group? What is the overall overarching vision?
1: Uh, the overall arching vision is, uh, is simply put, you know, we're really trying to be the best we can be every day. We're, we're trying to provide homes in, uh, in, in a family friendly environment that's mutually respectful.
0: Yeah, yeah, right on. Oh, that's neat. So, are we going to go for? Uh, I wonder if there's third gen coming up. You're in second gen now, so uh, the, the the business has uh, taken off. Are, are you at the helm then?
1: Uh, yes, I've been the uh, the president of the company for the last twelve years, and more recently the CEO.
0: Okay, nice. So let's talk a little bit about niche uh, versus custom. I always, mm-hmm. I have a podcast from early on. Um, I can't remember what we called it. Custom is the death of scale or something like that. Um, and so when I looked at your, when you when I looked at your website and saw that 70, I, I, I think the numbers around 70% of your floor plans are custom. Yes. I'm going, how, how are these, how are they doing it? Uh, because I, I've, I meet a number of construction company owners, who are so fixated on doing everything for everyone, and they can never seem to, you know, get ahead. And the the that's often the answer is you're listen, you're trying to make everybody happy here, and that's not you can't do that. And then I see your website, and go, well, maybe you can. So you know, run me through that thinking a little bit. Um, and you hit on it earlier in the podcast, but
1: it's it's not next to impossible. We uh, we have a, uh, a large lineup of standard models, but uh, to be honest, I mean, especially on the single family side. Most of them get customized to uh, to the customer's specific needs, and I mean, as we can appreciate, Calgary is growing leaps and bounds, especially yeah. over the last ten years. We have a lot of uh, a lot of people moving in here who have very special needs uh, and uh, and and related to ethnic needs. You know, I, uh, I I'm somewhat admirable of uh, of customers in northeast Calgary because they're very very family oriented. So
0: yeah,
1: when you look at the homes that they want to build, they uh, they may have any anywhere from three to four generations living in the home. How does that change a floor plan? How does that change a floor plan? Well, I mean, you have specific needs related to dining options. They might want a uh, want a dining nook that's uh, able to accommodate 18 people. Right. You know, wow. uh, spice is uh, is a very, uh, very important thing in that culture. And we end up creating, you know, a smaller version of a kitchen, which is referred to as a spice kitchen. Right. You know, bedrooms, bedrooms for mom and dad and uh, grandma and grandpa are, you know, are not separated. There's two master bedrooms, usually in the house, and there, there could be upwards of five bedrooms, four and a half baths on the top two
0: levels. In like a 2,500 square foot footprint.
1: 2,500 or 3,000 square foot. Yes.
0: Yeah. Plus, wow. Plus basement development. So. And I, I never thought about that. We've got, um, you know, we've got a fairly diverse team and we have over a number of years here and, and uh, a lot of folks have their folks living with them. Right. And that's just not something you see as much in Western cultures. No, um, you, know, you, you know, we, we, we're not, that's not, that's not baked in here. Like it is, um, in, in Eastern parts of the world. So sure. I never thought about how that affects home building, uh, obviously. So, so you've got, you've got a, a, a production, a, a production style base model, and then you customize the floor plans. I bet you a lot of those floor plans aren't, you know, you can mix and match because you've already got the space fully thought out and figured out in a million different permutations and combinations, and you can execute on it really quickly. Uh,
1: that's basically it. After uh, after this many years, I mean, we we're 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 proud of the fact that our sales team has been uh, has been with us a fairly long time, so they're 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 very in tune with what people want, but they're also very capable of uh, of redlining a plan and changing it up to accommodate their needs.
0: And so, doesn't that get expensive? You know, or or how do you how do you I guess as a as a young construction company owner, change orders are coming in or, you know, how do you how do you navigate that when you're figuring all this stuff out? Maybe for the first time is going this is going to be a little bit custom. How do I deal with change orders? You know, how do I how do I navigate this and still be profitable?
1: Uh, well, it's <laughs> what may seem difficult to others might uh, is actually very very, uh, you know, commonplace for us and very easy to do. I mean, we've just developed this process over the last forty-five years, and uh, you know, I mean, th- thankfully for technology, I mean, it's uh, it's bridged the gap immensely, and it's uh, it's made covering off those changes and those change orders uh, quite easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You,
1: know, like you said you need an experienced team, uh, and you know, right down to the office where uh, where you have a purchasing estimating department that's. Uh, that's quite in tune with uh, you know, a lot of the changes that are happening in the home.
0: So you're using a, a high degree of technology to get everybody talking and and create a kind of shared consciousness on the back end so that when a salesperson uh, comes through with a special request or a change order, we're gonna we're gonna know on the purchasing end how that impacts things pretty quickly, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, either the purchaser knows or they're uh, they're going to send it out for uh, for quotation. And that's usually rectified within 48 to 72 hours.
0: Yeah, right. And and I noticed that you still do that while managing to maintain a 96 percent client satisfaction rating. I, I don't know if that's stat from your site is still up to date or not, but people are happy with you. Yes. Yeah. And so, what's the what's the secret sauce for navigating that? Um, you know, well, like how do you how are you creating that that client satisfaction level?
1: You know what, it's uh, it's it really comes down to the core values in the company. Your uh, your the intent is to focus on the customer experience, and yeah. there are lots of cases, uh, you know, where there might be disagreements, uh, and you know, the idea is to to work hard at maintaining that customer relationship. So it's a bit of a give and take and it's uh, it's all based on you know having the best experience possible right I, mean, I came into the business i could never understand why home building was such a stressful process for people and that's been a lot of the focus especially over the last uh, 4 or 5 years is is really enhancing that experience and making it more more easy more manageable for the people who buy our homes
0: it's interesting because i think you know i've heard A lot of people go, I can't adjust my prices. Nobody will take it, right? Nobody will, nobody will go for my new pricing model or, ooh, I don't want to have that conversation with the customer because it's pretty hard. Right. I don't want to have a hard conversation with a customer. So I'll just eat a little bit of margin or whatever, you know, and that's so common because I think there's this natural allergy to conflict, Mm -hmm. um, you know, generally speaking. And um, I mean, can you speak to that? You're obviously very good at having those conversations with people. And you know, how do you, how did you arrive on that? Was that an iterative process over 45 years or were you good at it out of the gate or, you know, you talk about core values. Let me into that. Segment. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, right up front with the, uh, the relationship that they develop with our salespeople, uh, you know, the customer and, 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 the salesperson have a very, uh, we would like to think at least they have a, a closer relationship and that, and because they have that, you know, you're able to have those difficult conversations when it comes down to cost, but there's always room for give and take. I mean, you know we're uh, we obviously want to make a living at what we do but we uh, you know we're not trying to rake people over the coals for pricing
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh,
1: i know that uh, with the way pricing's accelerated uh, you know I, there's there's been a lot of concern you know as i and this is the best example i can give is people are worried that the house price is going to go up from the time they sign the purchase agreement to the time they move in well no, we have a price guarantee we're not going to raise it on you we should be able to to manage that process the whole way through. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's if The last two, three years haven't been a good example of, you know, you have to eat a little bit of margin for the sake of, uh, that long-term relationship. I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And are, so do you have a yard full of inventory somewhere? Like, are you, are you sitting on lumber from two years ago? Is that part of your no. strategy or no,
1: no, no. I mean, luck lumber uh, fluctuates and I mean, we have some protection on, uh, or we at the time we say we would have had some protection on uh, on pricing up to a certain job number and others you wouldn't. Again, it's you know, it's a little bit of give and take, and then you have to adjust your base pricing when you uh, when you know what's going up. And uh, so there might be a few months lag, but you know, you do work with your customer because uh, after forty five years, I, I I think it's pretty obvious. We're not in it for the short term. We're in it for the long term. Yeah. We want to have those, uh, those long-term customers who, uh, who rave about us and want to come back and buy another home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you must be, you must have to be really in control of your data then and understand your costs in real time, right? I mean, if you're going out to do, if you're going out to do a new build or a new subdivision or new community or whatever, and, and the order is being placed six months after the contract was signed or, you know, a m- month or two after, and the lumber's gone up the way it, like, I mean, that was a wild swing that we've had in the last three years. Right. So for sure. You know,
1: yeah. I see lumber uh, practically double you know, going back a couple of years, it practically doubled. So, you know, a twenty twenty-five $25,000 lumber package doubled up to $50,000 just it seemed like overnight yeah, yeah uh, I remember that. you know I mean that's that's just a new challenge, I guess in our opinion. but uh, you know to be honest, I've never seen every market in North America fire up at the same time. Usually about sixty percent of the markets are up and the other forty percent are down, but virtually every market had exploded.
0: right. And, and you I mean, you must spend your group must spend a tremendous amount of effort on compiling data, like just just the vol- the data management so that you can log in and go today. I'm here. Right. This is where we're at or yesterday or two days ago. Like it's kind of you've got a real time effort happening there to understand that level of costing. Right. You have to. You have to.
1: Uh, you know, and we, uh, we we remain in constant contact. Uh you know, we're very consistent you know we have our management meetings monthly uh, just to re- review the financials review what's going on as a uh, as a management team but even as an executive we meet every other uh every other week just to discuss some of the larger issues we're facing so a lot of this is you know, all this information is compiled and uh, and hopefully from there you can come up with the best plan of how to manage it
0: yeah yeah right on so just coming on an off ramp a little bit. I mean, you, you, what have you got behind you? Are you, are a vinyl, you're a vinyl guy. Eh? You got a bit invested into the vinyl collection there.
1: <laughs> yes. I got a gift from, uh, from my husband this past Christmas. It's the, uh, the greatest showman. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite tracks. So he's got vinyl in there and, uh, and an autograph from Hugh Jackman on it.
0: Oh, cool. And are you, do you have a nice, do you have a nice AV setup or uh, a hi-fi setup where you're listening to this stuff? Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. I've got it. I've got I went out and bought some. You you can't see this right now. I've got some nice speakers here and they've got a phono input. Trouble is I got people working around me so I can never really turn it up. Right.
1: I know. I know. You got to wait until somebody's or everybody's out of the office before you can turn on the tunes.
0: Yeah. Come in at 6 p.m. (laughs) Um, Tell me a little bit about the, the experience of what is the extra value add that you can do beyond just building a house? Like if you're, if you're talking to somebody who, you know, they're going, you know, this is nice. Shane Wensley's got big buy, buying power. They got a big, you know, they got a, a hundred or orders in the pipe, whatever. If I'm, if I'm doing 10, 15 doors a year and I want to raise my prices, or I want to, I'm scared about it. What are the extra value add things that you can do as a home builder Um, to help people go, you know what, that's worth paying a little bit extra for, right? And it doesn't cost you a whole bunch. Where can you pick up some margin gain in in your value ads? Like I I noticed on your website, your move in process or, you know, anything like that.
1: Well, I mean, it could be a process. It could be a feature in the home. Uh, You know, people are very visual. So it's hard to, uh, it's really hard to value sell with what's inside the walls, unless you can, you know, prove if it's a, if it's a green feature and it saves them money. I think that's what it comes down to there. But uh, even a process improvement, as much as uh, is, is proper communication, and I yeah. know that seems uh, you know kind of rather Simple. broad, yeah. But uh, you know, not everybody understands it. It, it. Everybody has a different level of expectation for uh, for how they're communicated with, and you know, they want it. Uh, they want it when they want it, so to speak. So if you can't, uh, if you if you can provide something like that. Then I think that's a uh, that that's that's something that you can differentiate your business with, you know, just proper communication. And there's lots of tools out there now where where you can upload photos uh, of the process or the or the project going through. Even uh, it just keeps people in the loop, even if you're not talking to them on the phone or you're not texting them. At least they can see the progress that's uh, that's happening in their projects.
0: What a great takeaway! I bet you. I don't know. I I don't want to throw out stats because as you know, 73% of statistics are made up on the spot, but, um, you know, a a huge amount of, a huge amount of customers that call us for accounting services. Mm -hmm. The the number one complaint is my guy doesn't talk to me or Mm -hmm. my, my gal doesn't talk to me. Right. And, uh, you know, do you talk to your, you know, when I phone, are you going to be available to talk to? And that's something that's, sort of built in around here generally is that we're going to pick up the phone and talk to you and we're going to keep you in the loop. And we've got that sort of culturally ingrained here and you go, what a simple thing, you know, yes. just to, to talk to your customers, right? You know, and, um, what a simple value add, right?
1: Just let them know that, uh, that you, you do, they do matter to you mm-hmm. and, uh, and keep them in the loop. I don't think that's a heck of a lot to ask.
0: No. Actually, in no,
1: today's world, like I said, technology can really bridge the gap that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It costs very, very little. So, why don't you talk about your business much on, you know, why you don't focus at all on your business? You're fun on LinkedIn, and I follow you on LinkedIn. You know, I saw your, uh, I saw your, you know, night before Christmas post. That was great. You're so engaging uh, on online. Um, And none of it is to do with your business, really, or not much of it. You know, is that a strategy or is it you just having fun? What's the what's the play there? You know, you're a marketing person, right? Like you said, 18 years old, you're in the marketing department. So
1: it's a little bit of both. uh, Clayton, you know, I uh, I always dabbled around in that in social media. And uh, I think we really, really kind of took off and you realize you have to have a bit of a plan for it was uh was it was during lockdowns and uh you know like uh like a lot of people out there you're, you're kind of stuck at home and you're bored
0: yeah yeah
1: and uh and technology yeah technology i guess got uh got cheap enough that uh all of a sudden you're buying cameras and you're buying microphones and what have you and and uh you're just trying things out and it came back with the uh, the marketing team. They said, you know, we would like uh, some help. Uh, you know, can you do more on your social media? And I said, well, sure I can, but I'm not going to do what you want when it comes to just promoting housing. I said, that's, that's kind of the, the the company shtick. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going uh, to add in a little bit of the housing component. But the attempt was really, and still is, is just kind of humanizing the brand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, that's that's I guess another part of the secret sauce is people can relate to that. You know, they want to know that they're dealing with a human being, they're not just a number. And uh, I would hope that's uh, that's kind of what I'm tapping into there and that's uh, that's what I'm giving them is 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 a piece of me and uh, and hopefully they appreciate it and I'm sure some do and some don't.
0: You you got to you got to take a stand mm-hmm. on what you believe in, right? And I really appreciate that about you and it's it's funny you say that um, if, if I just if we go to data, of course, our our marketing uh, director is is sitting silently on this call recording us right now, but he'll go and post something about it. You know, we'll we'll post I can post how to save a million dollars in tax. I, that could be my post name. And here's how to save a million dollars in tax. Yes. And if I. Put a picture up of me riding my mountain bike, I'm going to get like 70% more engagement on the picture of me, right? Nobody's like, yeah, another guy telling me how to save, another guy telling me how to build a house or whatever, how I should buy something from him. Sure. As opposed to, oh, there's a, here's a dude being human. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to do business with humans. So, right. The thing that's,
1: what's relatable behind it. Now, not to say that you can't deliver, uh, deliver that message on how to save on tax uh, in, in a different way. And it might, it might attract people's attention. Sometimes it just has to be short enough and give them that one little piece that makes them inquire further.
0: I imagine you're a busy man. I probably can't uh, can't subcontract any of our uh, thought leadership to you, but um, we might have to have a pint over that at some point, so. For sure. (laughs) <laughs> right on well I I really appreciate your time I like to end these things off with um sort of if you if you could give a, a new startup a, a somebody new to the construction industry just duking it out trying yeah. to pay their subs give them three just three pointers what are the three pointers from Shane Wenzel
1: well I mean obviously create create that strategy or that rather that business plan okay. Create that business plan and uh, and follow it through but be prepared to adjust it uh, I guess the second one would be don't grow too quick there's okay. absolutely nothing wrong with 10% growth per year I've seen it far 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 too often where people uh, you know they get caught up in what's going on in the marketplace and they uh, they, they over accept what uh, what they're capable of handling and it yeah. eventually it destroys everything that they're working hard for
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And after that, you know, I would say uh, take some time along the way to enjoy the the fruits of all that labor,
0: yeah, right so on.
1: You can't just be that workaholic who uh, who's so absorbed in the business that they never get a chance to enjoy it. You're yeah. supposed to enjoy it along the way.
0: This is it. This is it, right We're uh, as entrepreneurs, we're all in this game to to get a little bit more freedom and mm-hmm. to make sure that freedom comes, right so yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Shane Wenzel, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, And this uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Clayton, thank you again for
1: having me.